this is the first kind of uh like special that we're doing mostly we just um we do a lot of art we talk a lot about tech and business and community and all that good stuff and i met luke when i moved out here a few years ago and we've become very close he's been a huge inspiration in my life he he's super motivating takes care of himself every day That's very right, very conscious of health and wellness and he's very active to that extent and i'm very excited to have him here thanks for coming man bro thanks for having me i, I appreciate it i'm too hyped to be be the first one on this yeah and we've been cool. talking about it for a while man like we we do a lot of hiking out here mm-hmm. and usually get into those deep combos which there's no mystery why that happens when you get yourself moving it stimulates that gets up it's more than just getting blood flowing in your limbs and shit that totally. uh that hits the brain too totally so yeah this is it's been a long time coming man i'm hyped we're on that quarantine life so i don't know not much else to do to you know? yeah yeah we've been <laughs> talking about doing this for a little while i obviously it took me years to even build this whole platform mm-hmm. and now we're just you know seeing what happens and uh a lot of what we're going to talk about today is related to MMA and fighting and kind of just, you know, body health, mind health, spiritual health. And, you know, since there's not much going on at all right now besides mm-hmm. coronavirus pandemic talk. I know, man. It's probably a good time to talk about some of these things and get our mind away from that stuff. But we will probably touch on like No, we of- absolutely will. And I've been saying this a lot, man. I do a, a couple podcasts myself. And even when I'm consciously trying not to talk about corona, you circle back to it no matter what. And yeah. that's, if we're talking sports now, we're talking about how they're canceled and delayed and all the shit that's going on right. with this. So is what it is man i certainly have my own opinions about corona but it's just a situation we're all dealing with so yeah you can't even get away from it when we're hiking dude you, you know, can't no and on. it's not it's not something you should just avoid talking about but you do have to go out your fucking way right now not to let it stress you out because yeah. personally i do a lot of things in my life to not stress out about whatever work personal life but i definitely found myself pretty stressed out like it was about two three weeks ago now and i I, over nothing i wasn't even there was i was nothing going on in my day just normal shit but then i was like damn i'm low-key anxious because the entire world is right now yeah totally we're really sensitive are we too yeah you can feel that stuff even if it's not necessarily our energy sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like you're just picking up on the vibration of what everyone's feeling Mm -hmm. and it's hard to decipher if it's like this is is this mine is this how I'm feeling or am I just kind of being so empathetic mm-hmm. to everyone else? Is that their feelings that I'm feeling, you know? And yeah, it can be exactly, confusing, man. man. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was talking about it with my friend the other day, actually. We did, uh, the podcast I do is GMB and we do talk mostly health shit. We really talk about whatever we want. It's one of my oldest friends. We started training together years ago. Go. So he, this is the podcast with Filthy Casuals? No, that's the MMA one. This is uh, the one I do with my friend. It's called GMB. We just talk about whatever we want. I, I didn't even want to bring it up like that. The only reason is because, shit, it would have been episode 92. We recorded it last week. We that's each just exciting. threw out our three things that are helping us deal with corona. And it's simple as shit. It's just whatever works for you. For me, it's just getting myself out in the sun, getting some, some good physical movement in, Second would be staying on top of nutrition. That's just whatever 
whatever works for you. You know what mm. I mean? Doing healthy. I, I have all the little little hippie remedies that I'm throwing in the mix right now to keep my immune system up. So what have you been eating lately? So eat the, and I really like. Especially during the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. nutrition's such a, a rabbit hole. I really, I don't think there's any kind of like one size fits all diet. But as far as it goes for me, I eat pretty much to fuel the the physical stuff I'm doing, mm. and the the only rule I apply to myself in general is eat mostly unprocessed foods. So okay. instead of shit that's coming out the bag, shit that came from the ground, right. you know what I mean, or or right from the animal, it's not not processed into all sorts of shit. So I'm I've been at this a long time, so I know what what I need for my body. So I just I get the right amount of protein from good sources. I get the right amount of carbs from good sources and the right amount of fat from good sources. That's healthy animal foods, healthy organic produce. It's really, it's that simple for me. And I I, I want to brush that right to the side real quick because that's just normal. Like just eat, eat what you need, eat the right amount of whatever yeah, the, yeah. I, the overall food yeah. is. The more relevant thing is little things you can add in to give yourself an extra boost. So I've as we all have gone through my own health issues in the past and I don't go all in on the holistic side but I use a lot of that so the little things that I use all the time if I was going to get sick but I've mixed in now and it's worth saying to him neither of us are at any risk for corona <laughs> yeah all. yeah probably not I'm, I might be because I, I smoke cigarettes yeah so a good thing I don't recommend yeah and this is just my that, opinion so I with. yeah everyone yeah. has it ma'am but yeah. I still and uh, I mentioned to this this to you a couple weeks it's a perfect time if you do smoke a lot to try to cut back yeah on whatever it is. it is personally I I work in the cannabis industry out here in Colorado I haven't been smoking anywhere near as much as I normally do even though I'm not worried about contracting the virus it would still be pretty inconvenient yeah exactly and unfortunately like I said I, I've been a, a long time smoker myself not not tobacco but but definitely bud and smoking anything will upregulate the same receptors in your respiratory system that this coronavirus attaches to so mm. it's just that simple yeah and so avoid smoking anything so that or or minimize it because yeah. I, I could be real man i'm talking to one of my best friends who's been a heavy smoker we started smoking together back in the day like we're, we're both from the east coast and there's same as is out here there's a strong smoking culture out there mm -hmm. and i'm talking to him the other day he's still so he lives in vermont that's where i'm from and he was like right before we cut the conversation he's like bro all right i, I gotta know like should i stop smoking right now am i honest and i was like no because i know it it helps him and i know where he lives i know mm. the lifestyle he has he's at incredibly low risk for even contracting this and i don't think the benefits of him not smoking would would be worth it yeah I just don't. Okay. whereas for me like i said i'm still Fortunately, where I work, we got deemed as an essential business and all that. I'm one of the few who doesn't work from home who's still blessed to have a job mm -hmm. right now. So yeah, I am awesome. in contact with a lot of people all the time. So I think it's worth it to me to go a little out of my way to take care of myself. So that's what I wanted to bring up because a, a few of my favorite things. So one is a, an herb called astragalus. might actually be a root. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just a great okay. immune booster. I use it in tincture form. It's a plant? Yeah, like I said, it's a. I don't know where they actually get the tincture of its root leaf, whatever. It's a real common one. You get it and damn near any. Do you know how to spell that? Astragalus. Yeah, it's uh honestly it's spelled pretty much just like it sounds. A S T R A, and then 
I think it's like U-L-A-S, okay. but something that like you Google it, it'll come up right away. It's a very common herb that's used okay. just as an immune booster. That's something I mix in, particularly where I learned about it actually, is it's a really good one to mix in during tick season on the East Coast because mm. it can cut off Lyme disease before you catch it. Because yeah, if you're, 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 yeah, you're from yeah. where either of us are, you're, uh, you're from one state over and the states we're from are so fucking small, you might as well consider it the yeah. same area. I've got like more friends with Lyme disease than anything else, I think, now that you say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rampant, man. And that's a great one during that season. You could potentially get bit by an infective tick and not even have any issues. So if you just right. cut it off and certainly good for other stuff. So the other thing uh, I've used astragalus for, Terrible Lyme disease, man. For yeah. me, I like need the sun too, and that's the thing with that. You can't really. So that's get one a lot of the worst sun, things. Then, right? A lot of people. No, you absolutely can. Oh, okay. A lot of people, especially older people, I ran into so many back east who were fucked up with Lyme disease for years, and they took it to oh, now I like can't go out in the woods. I can't go out yeah, and yeah. work in the garden. That's, like, and that's the worst thing ever to do, and that's yeah, very man. relevant to right now because. As I mentioned, one of the, the top things you can do, and this is this is just facts, it's a very simple thing. It sounds like some hippie shit. It's not. If you're not getting out in the sun during the... If it's the, hippie, it's cool though. I'm, I'm down oh, with Oh, you know I'm shit. down with yeah, that too, but it's also... So this is coming from someone who clearly does a lot of that. I'm about to bring up a few more, <laughs> more points on that. It, it's easy even for me to hear something tagged as holistic health or alternative whatever and just roll my eyes and be like, is there anything to this or so not? So it's kind of a buzzword, isn't it? Exactly. Like spirituality. Exactly. Yeah, and obviously yeah, there's a lot to that too. That's a, a lot of what we talk careful. about yeah. when we, we get to chill, man. But there's a, there's a lot of fuckery mm -hmm. with it too. You know I mean, a lot of stuff that you can just waste your time on. So you get your ass outside in between 10 and four, you get the rays from the sun that will promote vitamin D production. It is also true you can supplement with vitamin D. I've uh, I was talking with someone the other day about seasonal defective disorder. That's a real a real thing. I know a lot of friends. It definitely it got me not never too bad. Oh, did you get this on the East Coast? Because you know out here we truly bless with the sun. You just don't have to worry about it, man. You get sun year round with little effort. It's, that was one of the main reasons I chose to travel out here to see how long to live here was mm -hmm. the sun thing. I just realized how much. Yeah, I, I like. I have my own kind of mood swings anyways, and not seeing the sun for three, four months in the Northeast is, I know, I'm not the only one who feels that. You, you can see it. Everyone is not happy. Everyone turns like this white. So right, at, yeah, right after I shit on it, man, let's double right back. It crushes your spirit if you don't yeah. have sunlight like that. I feel that way, dude. I so, feel like, and I just notice, like, I function way better when I see sunlight. I just mm -hmm. feel better when I'm seeing sunlight, even a two-minute walk, eyes in the sun. Like, I feel better. You know? Absolutely, man. And what I wanted to bring up, because it's so relevant right now, so many people are in a lot of ways forced to, and then by choice, quarantined, or at least home more than they would normally be. If you think staying in your house all day and not getting any fresh air, not getting any sunlight is how to avoid contracting a respiratory illness, you're acting crazy and a lot of people are right now and they think that's staying safe like isolating themselves like that it can be as simple as getting out in your fucking balcony you, from your apartment you still need to be healthy you're so, not gonna be more protected from a virus when you're less healthy right it's the same basic concept as people who, who over sanitize the fuck out of their houses and hands use all those antibacterial soaps and then the works? kids who grew up in that situation are way more likely to get sick because what it is it is true if you're able to, to kill any potential 
infection that might be around. You won't contract it as much, but got to leave your house sometime. And just to, to bring it into the context of Corona right now, so even if you're being really responsible, trying not to be around people, not to go to the store as much, still got to get groceries every couple of weeks. When you do go out, if you haven't been getting barely any sun for, for the last 10 days, your immune system is crushed. On top of that, it's going to fuck up your circadian rhythm, which will fuck up your sleep and farther fuck your immune system. So it's a, it's a very logical thing, but it's also, it's just the norm right now. And so I think a lot of people are accidentally falling into that trap by being a complete homebody. And then when they are forced to go out, that's when you're really putting yourself at risk and risk of a, a worse reaction to the infection than you would have initially. Because, damn, just like I said before, man, there's just no avoiding it. I don't want to go too hard on Corona, but there, most people... That's relevant. It's good to talk Most about. people, yeah, in, in our demographic, relatively healthy young people are very likely to be asymptomatic with this. Yeah, you literally wouldn't even know. Like either one of us could could have had it right now, man. I know. I felt bad too the other day. I told this I gave her some cash, and I don't think I have it. And I gave her cash for like pet food, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Don't worry, it's safe." But I shouldn't have said that because I don't fucking know, dude. You I haven't gotten tested yet. I don't know if I would have had it. I might have already had it. I have no idea. But I've been feeling weird. I actually days. don't think that's a, an irresponsible thing to say, man, because giving someone cash is safe. It, yeah. It, so, the intention of it was good. It wasn't like I was trying you to... You were trying to reassure, so that's... Remove the fear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the core of it. A lot of them might like, not have been true. Like, yeah. Technically, but say worst case scenario, you did either have yourself or you had touched it that day and there actually was the coronavirus on that cash. If she doesn't take it and fucking wipe her nose with it, she's perfectly safe too. Mm. It's not like it's not we're not in the happening. It's not something that's like floating around and infecting anyone. It's a very basic respiratory mm-hmm. illness, just like the flu. Mm-hmm. And that that's not to minimize it. That's just to, to be real about it. And a lot of people are just getting overly freaked out. And another relevant thing about the whole sun and sleep and all that is if you're in a heightened state of anxiety, your stress hormones, cortisol, and all that go up and your immune system is suppressed. So doing things to counteract that are really important. So I gave my first two, just like the basic nutrition that works for you, getting active out in the sun. The last one, which arguably could be even more important than that, and it's something I've done for years anyway. I've just doubled down on it recently. I can't lie, man. I, I've told you about this before. It was before Corona. I just got into it more than I generally do. I've just been meditating more and calming yourself down, calming down your central nervous system and all that tangibly up to your immune system. Mm-hmm. You're less likely to get sick. Mm-hmm. So taking some time for yourself helps a lot. And meditating is legit the easiest thing you can do ever. And it doesn't mean in practice it's actually easy to implement in your life, but what what well, what I'm actually talking about with meditating is sitting and doing nothing. So you know, like, yo, I just can't meditate. Like I can't come. You can't do nothing. Dude, That's, you can you can meditate anywhere. Right now I could meditate. You know, like there's walking meditations. Like it gets meditative when we're out hiking. You know, and there's silence between us, and we're just literally all. Can what do you think is the best route for someone who's like that and i do understand what they're saying even though i, I will always laugh at it someone's like, i just i can't sit down there and calm my mind because they're it's too difficult. overstimulated and overactive it's would you difficult. say a guided meditation because there's a lot of those i don't use them a lot myself but that's a pretty easy route there's 
literally thousands, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of them out all over the internet now. Just go on YouTube, type in guided meditation. Yeah, find like, some shit real quick. Dude, the guided meditation stuff's weird for me now. I think it helped when I was first shown meditation, but even when I was first shown it, it was more mindful movement with mm-hmm. meditative practices. It wasn't just like you sit here and you don't move totally Buddhist mm-hmm. type of meditation. Which for the record, that's what I do. It was right, it was more yeah. like yoga with with, mm-hmm. with with some movement, but just the not forced crazy hatha, you're going nuts yoga. Yeah. There's like very mindful, slow, meditative yoga and it showed me just some breathing techniques which I think are very important. I think breath work is like almost a catalyst to meditative states you know when i get if you get really deep into certain types of breath you check out like wind hop mm-hmm. stuff you can get there you know you can get there through so there's like all these there's kind of it makes me think about a couple things there's like a there's a couple ways you can go about getting to this this similar place a lot of ways so for yeah. me some people might be guided meditation some people might be breath work for me lately it's been um when I blast off into the then the other the, yeah. through the veil, the most the void. over the past four or five years has all been uh, with Mother Nature. I was all just going to say that if you didn't make hands on the ground, mm-hmm. you, you know, know connected, connected to the earth. I'm saying a little prayer, asking for you know connection, and then like all my thoughts go away. All I can hear are the sounds of what's going on around me. I'm totally present, and then some visions start to come to me. Yep. And I just like acknowledge these visions and allow them to grow and manifest. And sometimes it gets so intense, I'll shake mm-hmm. or like something will happen and pull me out of my body. You know, so more often than not, when we chill out here, we're going out to enjoy all that Colorado has to offer. It's really just like a beautiful country out here. And I've seen you do that many times and you instantly get more connected when yeah. you get get out in nature. And it's right back to what I was saying before. That's all you have to do. And it can be even as simple, say you're stuck in New York City, which sounds like it'd probably be the worst place to be in this. Fortunately, most of the people I know who live there have gotten the fuck out. Mm. You still walk through Central Park. So you're not going to catch Corona walking Straight through the up, park. Yeah. You're not. And it's going to be good for you. So, yeah, yeah it's just the, the little things like that. And I'm with you. Guided meditations never work for me. So I'll be real, man. I actually one. got tricked into meditating in a good way in my early 20s. There was uh, it was the first podcast I ever listened to. It fucking sucks now. It's called London Real. Okay. It's this. Uh, it's the the biggest show out of the UK. It's two guys. They were inspired by Rogan. Started a similar show. It's been completely butchered since. I haven't even listened to it for years. But one of the guys and who who started it was a, he's a jujitsu instructor, and he's he's done a few shows since. I haven't heard anything recently, unfortunately, because a really interesting guy. So I started liking this show, and that was that was right when podcasts started popping off. I didn't even know what they were. I just saw a YouTube how long ago was YouTube this? interview that would have been I want to think probably like 2012, 2013. Oh right, yeah, wow, dude, early yeah. days. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it, they had just uh, they had just been inspired by Rogan. It was two guys, a jujitsu instructor and a guy he taught who was he's actually uh, he's American. The jujitsu guy is South African. They're both in London, hence the name. And they they got onto it just because they would after class they would go on walks and talk the same way. It's why I started that that other podcast with my friend, and it's a reason why why we can sit down and have a conversation like it so easily because we've done it out hiking so many times. Yeah, so, yeah. 
he I, I just saw it and, and your brother it, it's easy to connect with you and you yeah, man, i don't know what that is like instantly when we we met out here i was like oh dope because you're you live like damn is manch like an hour away from where i'm from in southern vermont or yeah something like back that. home dude we used to just stomp around the same areas Bro, i the love the fuck shit. out of colorado but Brattleboro, when i run dude. into someone from the east coast it's easier to vibe with them it is it's interesting yeah especially not necessarily for me when someone's from like pennsylvania or massachusetts pennsylvania but there's something about there too yo you from maine new hampshire vermont what's up you're from from massachusetts i'm like maybe we'll talk but yeah that little island of the state exactly it's easy to to connect with people from back there just because that's uh, another related concept, man. I think there is, and I totally underestimated this when I was younger, there's a big connection with where you were born. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, it's where yeah. you grew up. I don't know. Even but in the stars, dog. There really oh, is. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And that's one thing. I don't know, that's man. That's your rising sign, right? The exact time and moment, place how the stars and planets were aligned when you were born See, dude. you were telling me all about this a couple months ago when we were out hiking somewhere and i still i need to give you i need to figure out exactly when the fuck i was born so you can tell me how to track my shit and figure that yeah, out yeah we can do I, your birth chart yeah, Lynn's really I'll, good I'll with I'll that too that we can go through all of it yeah. i can't lie and this was one of the first things i recognized as far as appreciating where i was from when i would come home like cruising back from a late night when i'm in high school you know might have been a little intoxicated but every time I would hop out the car, I'd just stare up at the stars. That's my favorite thing in the world, man. Yeah, do you find yourself, when you rock or walk around, even looking up more or down more? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I would say here, I'm just stuck on the views, looking out over the mountains. Yeah, they kind of make up you look up, dude. Another <laughs> yeah. really beautiful thing about Colorado, the clouds are ridiculous. I don't know if it's the elevation or just the, the location in the country or what. We just get crazy cloud formation so i do think no the clouds do up, different things around the mountains yeah a thousand percent thousand and we're also percent. so we're we're right where we're in boulder right off the the front range of the rockies so yeah you're I, you're definitely right man you get some weird you can see those lenticular clouds that'll be like an upside down perfect spiraling pyramid i don't think i've the, ever seen one of those at yeah. least i like recognize it yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah we can look at some of those those are beautiful mm-hmm. like shit Share some of the chat later, dude. Yeah, yeah. and so where just to, to finish up what I was saying, yeah. I legit I got interested in that podcast and a lot of stuff that that guy's named Nicholas Gregoriati or some shit like that, the South African guy. It just resonated. It was a lot of wisdom that was helping me at that age. I was like twenty or twenty one. So I Google him. He had like a few books or something out and go to his half finished website. It has one one blog post, like it hadn't yeah, I probably never ended up finishing it, man. I haven't looked since, but one blog post and it said the the best advice I've ever been given in my life and it was it was a pretty short little article he wrote and the the basic summary was was sit alone by yourself for five minutes every day and at that point in my life like I said I think I was 20 I didn't even connect that with meditation Mm -hmm. I wasn't on that wave at all and I was like I don't know that sounds dumb but I started trying it and instantly noticed myself less reactive to shit in my life and can't lie, man. I'm sure uh, a lot of people from our area can relate. I was a little bit of a hothead when I was younger. Same. And out of my mind. Yeah, just out like my mind. more reactive, particularly if mm-hmm. someone rubbed me the wrong way, that anger would come out right away. So it's, I instantly... And, and like That was the primary emotion I was shown growing up was like same, but you know what it is. And rage and, that, and like... I think it has a lot firmness. to do with being stuck in like cold, dark 
gray mm. area for, for six months out of the year or whatever, someone looks at you the wrong way or says something, you're you're ready to be the like, fuck you. Up what you want to do? Yeah. Dude, so even driving around, people be exact grilling Dude, you, it's man. Like, uh, it's, you make eye contact yeah, in the Northeast. Get, it's I want to fight. You make eye contact in, in the Midwest and it's, hey. Yeah, you look How's around, going? you make, you make <laughs> yeah, random like... eye contact at a bar at, around Boulder, and it's going to be like, oh, cool, I might have a good conversation with that person. Back there, it's like, does this guy have a problem with me? Yeah, like, so what are you looking at, bro? Like, yeah, it that instantly. That fucked me up as a kid. I was like, what, I was maybe eight, nine years old walking to the movies. My mom just dropped me off at the movie theater. You know, that was like a thing. I go to walk, I'm walking there, and I was just looking around. I looked up at like an older guy. And he just looked down. He's like, the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. The dude was like 20. I was like eight, dude. Yeah. I remember Which, it now still even. It's, it's like, dude, such a, an was... ignorant way to go about and conduct yourself in with with people you, you don't know to walk around and assume this person has bad intentions for you. And yeah, of course you should be aware there are bad people in the world. It's the se- severe minority. Most people don't have any ill intentions for you. Most people just don't care. They're just keeping it moving with their life. So... To have it stuck with me since then, done it pretty consistently since my early 20s. I'm 28 now. And then just so happened upon it a few months ago, just off some books and other shit I was reading, started doubling down with that. And it was the perfect time. And I don't know about you, man. I don't believe in coincidence anymore. It's I don't either at all. No. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, and if you want, like, some, no way. I'm it, reading it, it, a book was... about about some quantum stuff right now, which is way over my head. I don't understand most of it, but if you do look at it from that perspective, coincidence doesn't exist. Like, it's just a, a combo of different factors coming together and then expressing themselves to your consciousness. So yeah, I just can't believe, dude. I thought I thought it was like that for a long time. Shit was just random chance and like what the fuck. Yeah, I definitely. Not. But no, I was shown that it's not that way, man. Yeah, and it's I've gotten a lot of things in my life that I don't know why they have. And I used to consider myself lucky, and I still appreciate them way more than I did. But I don't consider myself lucky about shit anymore. No, I don't like that word at all. It's just how it's not luck, dude. Yeah, it's you know, just the cards I got, and yeah. it, it's easier to appreciate them. So something my friend brought up to me when I was recording a podcast with him yesterday that. I had missed when we were talking about it before. He was like, I've just been trying to to practice more gratitude in my life with the little things. Because a lot of people are fucked up with this right now, man. Out of a job or worst case, you know someone close to you that's gotten sick. Doesn't mean you can't still appreciate certain stuff that's going on with your life. Easiest example forever for us is we have the, the Rocky Mountains right behind us. It's one of the dopest places you could ever live. So... Like I and that was actually what short circuited uh, when I mentioned I was I was feeling a little extra stress for no logical reason a few weeks ago just off this whole thing the whole public consciousness is tweaking right now it just mm-hmm. is what it is you get bombarded with it day and night and I'm driving to work feeling a little stressed and literally getting annoyed at myself for feeling stressed because there's no reason I should I I'm I'm not concerned about the actual right. virus at all you just want to feel good man <laughs> I looked to my left and saw the uh, the Flatirons, which are the the foothills of the Rocky that bol- that are right on the border of Boulder, and I was just like, "Oh shit, it's really not that at all." It's not, dude. And it just left me. And I, I've been yeah. I've been chilling ever since, man. I'm enjoying the fuck out of my life. The only thing that's got me in the last few weeks, I've been feeling so goddamn good 
that I start to feel bad about it because I know so many people are struggling. Nah, like, dude, damn. nah. And I know, yeah, yeah, I, I throw yeah. that out quick, but I'm like, damn. I'm like, I should, feeling good, man. I should be enjoying yeah. myself so much, no, but you become the beacon of the light, dude. Still yeah, will. Spread the good vibes, yeah, dude. Still am right now, and something in my personal life, I've been really grateful because I've been doing that podcast with my friend for like three years. We took, I think last year, we missed like six to eight months. We both got busy as hell. Mm-hmm. He he lives out here in Colorado too, a few hours away, but we we didn't have time to link up in person and we just weren't getting that shit done. Now that this came down, everyone has more time. So as I said, I'm still lucky enough. Fuck, I just said lucky, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, still, I know. I'm still fortunate grateful. enough yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to still have. Yeah, to still, <laughs> exactly. I'm still blessed enough yeah. to still have work right now where a lot of people don't but outside of work the where i spend a lot of my time is is in the gym those have been shut down since mid-march and i've had all the normal stuff all the bars are closed i'm not a heavy drinker or anything but i like to go out and, and sip some whiskey can't do that so i have a lot of extra free time and i've been able to do little side projects like my podcast and shit that i normally just didn't have enough time to do or i wasn't yeah. at least prioritizing enough time it's, to do it's interesting i that to me just shows how much of how many distractions exist mm-hmm. in like entertainment based stuff, you know, sports stuff, mm-hmm. all this stuff, all news, whatever, all this stuff just going on every day. And it's very distracting. And when something like this happens, it took away like all all entertainment or service kind of convenient stuff got stripped down to a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So then you're left with all this space and time without those distractions in your fucking day and you're like Oh, I can look how much space I have in my fucking head now to be able to do mm-hmm. all of this shit that I've been wanting to do without all these distractions hitting me as soon as I wake up, you know? Mm-hmm. So that part's awesome. But if you're not feeling good, too, it doesn't even matter what's going on. You're you not can't gonna appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, if you're feeling right. like shit, if you're stuck in your house all day just watching Netflix or gaming or whatever and doing nothing else, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing to do at all. But if that's all you're doing, if you need then to do nothing, it's okay. It puts you but in don't a state always do that. Yeah, to, to not appreciate <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. And it's all you're going to do is think about the things that you wish you could be doing instead of all the the stuff that you now you got a gift to do all these things and what it's going to do for me at least i hope i'll be able to keep this up is the stuff that i was kind of putting on the back burner even though i really wanted to do it i'm gonna i'm hoping to be able to continue that when this is all over and prioritize the things in my life that i really should have been doing anyway Mm. and now since i have the time like oh this is easy it's easy anyway i have plenty of time in my life exactly and dude you got to you it's cool that you're doing that now even because that's your you're rerouting your routine to involve that in your life. So it just becomes part of your days that like starting to incorporate something or change your routine is very difficult, I think. Yeah. So that's just, a, an interesting know? one, man. It seems like for most people and there are books on books written about this, none of them matter. It's just whatever will work for your individual life. It totally. seems like somewhere 21 to 30 days minimum to really ingrain a habit it's probably more like 90 if we're being real something yeah. that will stick with you long enough to make it worth it because if i you... would think so too there's things i've been excited about for a month and then they fade yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Bro, i can't i'm already itching yeah. to get to the mma stuff but i think yeah. this is worth Let's bringing get to up that, actually you've been um so i got in a couple tussles growing up you know i could handle myself going to rage mode but i never really had formal training and MMA started to come around, and I I always liked watching 
fighting combat sports. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the... I don't think people should fucking beat the shit out of each other. Hell no. From a spiritual, you know, health perspective, I don't agree with that at all. But there's something about it for me. If two guys want to just go into an octagon and get after it, I will watch. That's what I, I will watch. 100%, it's man. Like, and dude, MMA is way, like, way more fascinating to me than boxing. Way yes. more fascinating and way more practical to real life situations. And something you've opened up me to is jujitsu. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to get hit in the face. I'm not trying to get kneed or like kicked in the leg or any of that stuff. But jujitsu is something that it can be um, defensive. I can use. It's practical in any situation. It's something I can rely on. It'll help my body. Can I play this real quick? My mental it's state. Hilarious, Absolutely. man. This is a, a little clip from. Well, if you and I were in a fight, that this would kill you. Clip. <laughs> What's the practical use of jujitsu? Well, if you and I were in a fight, that would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's such yeah. a Joe Rogan thing to say. Fucking hilarious. And I've done uh, minimal jujitsu training myself. I, I, do, I do mostly Muay Thai kickboxing, and I really love that. I also as much agree with everything you said. I don't do it to fight. I don't do it to defend myself. If it gives me a little benefit in that situation, awesome. But... We gave a little background and we're from how people are back there. I definitely gotten a few few scraps myself. I was never I was never a fucking asshole even when I was younger. You can say mm. I was a little bit of a hothead, but I was never going out trying to fight people. We've all had friends like that. No. It's not something that it's just that's just not my spirit. I'm not about that trying to go out and be aggressive just for the sake of it. For me, honestly, it was just being stupid and drunk when I was younger. Yeah. That's when I would get into it. Yeah. Happens not to a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as the actual training, I got into it just for the physical side and because I'm a fan of, of UFC too. So I don't even know when I really started to, to get into fighting like that it, from the casual fan side because I've always been a fan of sports. We both, we both played ball, man. Mm-hmm. I played football too. Football was a great thing for me when I was younger just to get some of that aggression out. I just translated that right into to lifting weights, to running, whatever. I just like I like that physical energy, man. That's yeah. just how I'm wired. So probably, I don't know, a little after I got out of college, man, three, four years ago, I think fighting just got more and more interesting. And I agree 100% with you. And I don't know why, because I do, I appreciate boxing a lot now totally. just because of MMA. I didn't really fuck with boxing at all when no. I was younger. It just, it's not that interesting. It's not as entertaining. It's not as exciting. Yeah. They don't, it takes forever to make the, the the fight they're supposed to make and i know, think the like, biggest is yeah it's the promotion of boxing is completely it, fucked right issues. now and even fights that both of us are really hyped on the wilder fury mm-hmm. if anthony joshua is fighting shit like that mm-hmm. it's still not as exciting as mma and i think it's just because mma has so many more variables you get there's more ways to end the fight it's also and this is a weird one that the rogan likes to bring up all the time for whatever reason kickboxing just doesn't as a spectator sport, it's just not here in America. It's like soccer. Soccer is an awesome sport. I love to watch the World Cup, but you're never going to catch me watching an MLS game. It's just not that fun to watch. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. The same way the average boxing match, even though I have a deep appreciation for what those guys do at this point, it's just not that that great for me. 
Whereas I'll watch low-level MMA all day, man. Mm. All fucking day. Oh, something about it. Something about it, dude. Yeah. A lot, yeah, there's more variables, and they're still working out stuff as far as the rule sets go. They still use the boxing scoring system, which is pretty weird. But even but, that fucked up. Look how that, like, dude, look how that shit John Jones is doing. And it's just, like, totally okay. And it's not okay for that so, guy as a human let's being. Let's get right into yeah. what we actually want to talk about. When John Jones specifically, he's the the light heavyweight world champ. In my opinion, yeah, the, for, the, for those of you who don't know, this is this is who John Jones is. He's, yeah, he's best, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Probably he's, the best fighter of all time. Yeah, like even down to Coliseum days, dude. Probably nobody could ever defeat this guy in a fight. Yeah, and that's also worth noting before we go in on John. So as far as why he's a freak, he's a think, freak. His uh two two brothers are both Super Bowl champs. He's yeah. one of the best athletes you're you're gonna find in MMA at this point because I do it's just getting ste- it's steadily getting better and better over the last few years. You don't get the caliber of athlete you're gonna get in the NFL, NBA, NHL because you're starting to see some. You're, and it's getting you'll yeah. see more and more of those guys, and you're getting some crossover guys who almost mm-hmm. made the NFL. A lot of them are fighting. John's last opponent, Dominic Reyes, was actually and he's a, a monster. Yeah, that guy that was is one of the best serious. fights in mm-hmm. recent years. So I think the reason one, the money's not there yet. They're not getting those hundred million dollar payouts that that boxers it's get true. right now. It just started or, going, dude. Or other pro sports, but also the other. Even when we get to that level, because you will, it won't be all of them, but. For example, probably the the top draw in the sport of all time, Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. easily one of my favorite fighters. And really, Conor's career is a big part of why I'm such a, an MMA fan now, too. But you're never going to get an it equal to, say, football or basketball because it's such an insane thing to do. Go get locked in a cage with another savage and have to fight him. Because it's just true. for that. All exactly. Team sports. And there's a, a lot of it with MMA. So you see guys, and John's a perfect example freak athlete both both his brothers are nfl players but he wasn't built for team sports no he is not a team player in any no, fucking way he's not, is he? so he fought instead and that was perfect for him but mm-hmm. you're it's you're not going to get the same pool of athletes that you get for other sports because it's such a ridiculous thing to do and as well as the, the paychecks but that'll catch up and that'll they change. They're catching up quick. I think one of the reasons MMA has a huge advantage right now is because they've jumped on the the streaming pay-per-view model, which that is off boxing, for whereas other sports, it's slowly happening. You can buy league pass for NBA. Basketball was my favorite sport my entire life. I don't have league pass. Probably never will. Nope. It's just, Same. nope, not not doing that. Doesn't. Yeah, I don't like to really watch regular season, to be honest. I, I'm kind of mad at myself. I didn't, I, I watched like, probably only two or three full games from this NBA season. Now the NBA season's gone. I'm like, damn, I might have missed one of LeBron's best years. You know what I mean? Ah, like, that guy. LeBron's Come on, dude. He's, had plenty, he's done like eight chips. He's had plenty of chances. Facts. I don't feel and bad. I, did, for, I, I, I feel watched, bad for like the other I watched guys, every single him, one dude. of those. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, like, so. yeah, look, like, come on. Yeah. But <laughs> still, it's still just not having it now makes you be like, damn, I wish there were some NBA games on to watch. You yeah. know, I don't want to watch the Celtics play. Man. All these so. things you, t- you take for granted, you know? So, Dude. oh shit, I can't wipe my ass anymore. Exactly. <laughs> See, I, I never really thought man, that would happen. Talk to you? So, <laughs> if the, the best example of how ridiculous people are being is the toilet paper thing, and nothing else needs to be said. It's fucking insane. Dude, it's not even a shortage, though. Like, I can, I just went never to natural groceries and got a fucking roll yesterday. As far as fine. priorities, should be bottom of the fucking list. Yeah, well, legit. You can get dude. one pack at Costco and you're good for a year. You're stocking up on TP and not food, though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. 
going back to, to isolate yourself <laughs> in your your shitty little house and have all the I hate that effect, you that fear effect and it just like it brings out the worst Sheep in mentality. people dude and selfishness like yeah i need to hurt if everyone just carried My on with their fucking thing than yours shut <laughs> up man like dude oh, i gotta wait way more no, often dude. Yeah, you're probably all, the same guy that uses half the roll for that's one, say, we one all fucking toilet shit. experience <laughs> like, <it's>, uh, <laughs> that that toilet paper thing it just made me cringe yeah, man. Yeah, it was like, it was yeah. absurd yeah. so yeah, back to, to the John, MMA dude. side, though. So, yeah. John Jones, baddest motherfucker on the planet right now. He's a light heavyweight champ. For anyone not familiar, light, weight classes in MMA are a little different than boxing. How do they light work? heavy is 205. So, it's you, you weigh in at 205 and under. And when we say and under, that means guys cut weight. John usually weighs around 225 pounds. Cuts weight down to 205 for the weigh-in which is 24 hours before the fight it's actually a little longer now it's about 30 they can so, weigh in the morning so he'll on cut Friday. 20 pounds yes in and 24 hours weight cutting i i have a very negative opinion of weight cutting i think it's ridiculous it would be very easy to get around it with hydration tests there's been uh one promotion one fc out of asia that's done it it's the it's not like the whole drug testing thing is much more complicated, and we're going to talk about that with John for sure because mm. he's popped a few times. Mm-hmm. But as far as hydration tests, there's no expensive drug. You just test someone's piss for hydration. That's it. All you have to do is say, are you 80% hydrated? If you're not, sorry, you cut too much weight. You can't weigh in. And this is why I go so hard on it because I'm a big fan of the sport. I like to see these guys perform, and fighting is fucking brutal. You take a lot of damage to your body doing it, you should be doing everything you can to let them do that in the healthiest way possible. Weight cutting, especially for the smaller weight classes where they're really sucking out as much weight as they can. If you de- So weight cutting is essentially cutting out food, then manipulating your sodium levels, and most importantly, the amount of water in your body to cut lower. So as much as that sounds insane, a guy who walks around, he's normal, 225 pounds when he's, he's training every day at the gym, it's actually not that big of a deal for him to cut 15, 20 pounds because the bulk of your muscles, and everyone has heard this since we were little kids, we're 80 or 90% water, whatever that fucking number is. It's actually very easy to basically just dehydrate yourself. Most of that for a larger guy like John will be coming out of the muscles and you're good for a lower weight class when you get severely dehydrated, starts to go into your internal organs and then most importantly, your brain. If you dehydrate yourself to that extent which is very common in any sport wrestling boxing ufc mma where you have to to cut weight it makes you more likely to get concussed which is by far as far as damage to your body if you tear an acl or something you're a pro athlete part the game whatever yeah that's get like every do sport. your rehab right you should be good you're, you're, i don't that's just yeah. if you want to that's why you get the the paychecks for it as far as getting your your head beat to the point where your brain doesn't work correctly that's just sad to me. And yes, it's part of combat sports. It's part of football. If I, I don't think, as far as the CT argument in football, if you don't know what you're signing up with for the NFL, I don't know, man. It's, it, it is what yeah, it is. Dude. Like That's part of it. You should they do everything now. you can to protect yourself. They're getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And the public is now aware, mainly because of that Will Smith movie, what CT is and how it goes around. Fighting and that is, guy who uh, donated his brain... For mm-hmm. research around that stuff yeah, yeah. and there's been a lot of them man like yeah. uh junior say yeah and yeah like there's been uh guys who and it's a very sad story when someone gets extensive brain damage and this is what i want to talk about with john if you do something like fight especially at the highest level you're probably kind of a psycho to begin with yeah what's going on with this guy dude so he 
this guy is the best. I'm going to give a quick summary of the, the John Jones saga. So he has popped for steroids a few times. That's all. Just that's just pro sports. If you're that not happens. aware of that, you're probably not a pro sports fan. Personally, don't hold it against him at all. It's a performance enhancer. The same way I might go to the gym and take creatine. If I potentially had a $100 million check on the side and I thought I could get away with it, I would take every advantage I could get. That's what that's what champions do. So as much as I, I'm never that guy that like, oh, you just follow every single little rule. That's not how you win. And if you get caught, you got to take the fall for it. Another uh, great example right now, and I, I'm a huge fan of his career. There's a guy named TJ Dillashaw. He's a much mm -hmm. lighter weight. He fights at Bantamweight, which is a one, he, so he's cutting weight down to 135. He's a guy so he'll probably weigh about 150 pounds, 145, then cut down to 135. He's been champ on and off there for a while. He decided that he wanted to grab a second belt, which is getting very popular in the sport, and cut down to 125 pounds. He, his body was so fucked up, that's completely unnatural for him. Even though he's not a huge guy, but he's a little freak athlete. He decided to cut down to 125, ended up taking EPO to get his red blood cell count up, and popped for it. Because we now, in UFC, you probably have at all pro sports the best drug testing ever. And still, absolutely, a lot of guys who are still dirty but you have the USADA testing, which USADA is just the, the U.S. branch of WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Association, that tests for the Olympics. Are the Olympics clean? Hell no. But no. it's about the most stringent testing you get. You get random, random blood tests all year, random times. People bitch about it all the time because they'll show up at your door at 5 a.m. and say, get your ass out of bed and piss in this cup and give us some blood. <laughs> Very inconvenient, but if you're going to try to clean up a sport and if any sport needs to be cleaned up, it's fighting because they're the highest risk for serious damage to their fucking brain. Yeah. You don't want a guy all of steroids punched. And that's you. how you know that the NFL doesn't actually care. You get like a two or three game suspension for steroids if and they do serious damage to their their heads you got, too. You get a two three game suspension for smoking your wife in the face, and knocking her out, and dragging her out. Very legit point to bring up, bro, because a very common side effect of being a crazy athlete in a, a combat sport and then getting brain damage is to act out violently to the last people who deserve it. Your family, people around you got so there's a another you see one. It a lot too. McGregor's smoking that old guy in the face. These I think Connor has like, a coke problem. Yeah, oh, that's fair. We know okay. he's drunk all the time, but I do think he has a coke problem too. He's and saying, he's yeah. another, he's a real fighter. He'll fight, he's... Yeah, these the guys are already alpha male, guy maximum That's If you're going to be a world you know? champion fighter, that, yeah. that you're going to have that complex. Mm -hmm. So another really sad one we see, one of the legends of the sport, he was really at his peak long before I was even watching MMA, BJ Penn. Yeah. guy from Hawaii and another a true savage he is from a, a really rich family in in Hawaii he just wanted to fight and turned himself into one of the best of all time without question he's still he I think he's probably in his early 40s I'd have to check exactly how old he is he was still he's one of those guys well past when he should have retired was still like oh I still want to fight a little more I still give me one more fight and they were letting him then he started getting in random bar fights like every other week and finally had to be like, dude, we just can't do this anymore. You're clearly either you're just going through your own mental health struggles or maybe there's some CT or somebody. He's acting out in a bad way. He can't let it go. He can't let that champ mentality that he had that got him to be a world champion. He can't let it go. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really sad to see. Still a fan of the guy as far as his career. So that's what I really hope doesn't happen with John. So let's get right back to that. Yeah. John Jones, he's 
had a lot of uh, issues. So we already had a few steroid tests. He said, that is what it is. Personally, as a fan, doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys have taken steroids. A lot of guys haven't. If the, the, as far as clean fighters out there, guys that are, are relevant right now or recently retired, Diaz brothers, mm-hmm. Michael Bisbing, and I don't know anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, about it. Yeah, everyone's yeah. doing something, dude. Nate, Nate yeah. Diaz, one of the, the funniest guys in MMA, got to be a superstar because he beat Connor on a short notice fight. And because he's put in part of sports, bro. Crazy work his entire career for all of time. He's put it best over and over again. And the Diaz brothers aren't known for being the most articulate guys, but they do often speak needed truths in this sport. Mm. Everyone's on fucking steroids, and that's just true in that sport. It's just true. So John had those issues. He's uh. He's not a hilarious way. But he doesn't need the that shit. That's how good. Well, and that's why he really doesn't. Thank you for saying that, yeah. bro, because this is why, as a fan, I don't care at all that John probably did take something once or twice in his career. If he never took anything, if he was the, the cleanest athlete ever, think, he still beats better. everyone. I think he's better. Pro- probably. The, the main reason John took it was probably as a mental crutch. So to give mm-hmm. you the picture of John Jones as the champion, he's uh, essentially undefeated. He technically has one loss on his record. He got DQ'd for throwing a 12 to 6 elbow, which would be a, a vertical. It's a ridiculous rule. And isn't that like, that's like his move. He's been throwing. Well, no, his elbows, his, his nickname is Johnny Bones because right. he's so able to use his frame, those <laughs> yeah. sharp elbows. He has crazy long limbs. Yeah. And he, so yeah, it's a, the reason they put that rule in, this is fucking hilarious. Anyone who's listened to Joe Rogan will have heard this before, but when the MMA first became a sport and the athletic commissions that sanction events in each state did it just off the boxing framework, which is still the annoying rule set we're working with, they said, you can't do nine to six elbows to so take an elbow and vertically drop it on someone because they'd seen videos of old kung fu people breaking bricks and shit like that, which is just purely a gimmick. If you hit something with the right force, generate the right power and focus in the right area you can break the brain. yeah exactly like that's, it's, it's, pr- it's just i've done specific pressure it's not just strength i don't go and fucking punch bricks myself but i have done it's not as far as anything that. like <laughs> mma or kickboxing training I, like, i've done some qigong and some of the exercises you would do in that were breaking these thick ass clay tiles it's just learning how to generate force and apply it to a a surface would be at the right speed to to break that and it's, it's a cool exercise it's actually when you see those like those shaolin monks and shit breaking bricks it's actually not that hard to do yes it does take a lot of training and discipline but the way that's why they can break a brick with their hand and their hand doesn't break they're just applying force in the right way so it was a ridiculous rule so essentially john has he's undefeated that that does not count at all Agreed. as far as the he loss on his record just, yeah he didn't get knocked out or anything like that so to paint the full John Jones picture, the steroids, whatever, he also had the worst one. He's a few issues as far as like he'll get in a fight at a press conference. He's had a wild motherfucker. He's had a few DUIs on his record. I don't know if this latest one was the yeah, second this or third. Yeah, this is the stuff to so, take note of. This, these like outside the ring losing Yeah, and that's what we really want to like, talk about here. I'm so really the one that really got it, a lot of us down, I'm still just as much of a fan of him as an athlete. But as far as his character, this was a big red flag. It was probably like four years ago now. He caught a DUI. He crashed into this lady like running a red light or something. Tried to run away from the scene. 
and then ran back, grabbed the cash, and he just had a bowl in his car. It doesn't sound like he had it. So he and he's known as, he? as smoking a lot of weed. Did he just have a bowl? No, could have he could have had <laughs> yeah. maybe he had his fucking steroid. Who knows? But so he came back, grabbed the cash, grabbed whatever drugs he had, yeah. and it turns out that the lady hit. Thankfully, she wasn't injured in this. Happened to be pregnant, so it was just such a bad look for him. You crash into a pregnant lady; it's never good. And this, this was, was like, like the, the first, first incident. Right? Exactly. That, so, that wasn't steroid related or whatever. No, this that was like, him this being like, drunk uh, and wild. Yeah, yeah. And that, this is a few years it's like ago. Not so good. John's been, and along with the steroids issue, he's he's never lost his belt from losing a fight. He was, I believe, he was the youngest champ ever in the UFC. I think he got the belt when he was like 21 or some shit. He's in his early to mid 30s now. He went through that he's been suspended for multiple months and years at different points in his career what just happened so and this it was so ironic it's hilarious but it's still it's it's definitely sad about three weeks ago and right as this corona shit started the first week when it all cranked up and everyone's going crazy he retweeted this little image that said for the first time in humanity the best thing you can do is just stay at home and keep everyone safe Literally a week later, I thought it was a joke when my friend my friend shot me a DM. This was like a couple weeks ago, yeah, right? Of him with a mugshot a week later, and it goes, John arrested for a DUI. The footage of him taking the sobriety test come out, what he actually did, he got called because there were gunshots. He, he trains out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. They got Jackson Wink, one of the best camps in the world there. And he was riding around drunk in his his range rover shooting at something fortunately it doesn't i haven't it doesn't seem like he hit anything or shot at anyone he had a bottle of tequila it was masvidal's tequila and and the gun under his seat which we we when this first came out i was i was breaking it down for you he definitely just had that sitting on his console on the passenger seat threw it under the under when the 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 cop came up it's actually the same cop who arrested him for a dui before so they probably have a little no history. way but no the real way. have you so he he got that and oh, there's uh, a lot that goes into this so have you actually watched the video of him taking the sobriety test yet no i haven't this will it, it goes right into what we want to talk about man so He's super drunk. You can see he can't even, he can barely understand the guy telling him to stand with two feet together. And then it takes him two tries just to take like the 10 steps forward. Then he can't remember what he has to do to turn. He's clearly like fucked up. And I don't remember what the blood test was. But he, I think it was like a 0.2 or something That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but this is the, the real sad part about it. As he's too drunk to figure out what's going on, as the cop goes, all right, John, I'm going to need you to stand here and like take these steps forward. He goes, and this is him drunk as shit and this is still the first thing he says he goes officer i have to say i got punched in the head for a living my short-term memory is shot isn't that terrible to hear sad as fuck so because what he's like 32 yeah somewhere in 32 to like 35 range yeah and he says that he's done this again or he's just like, what are you doing? And this is possibly what are you the doing, word? man? So you, from an outside perspective, fucked up a shitload, back a bunch of times. It's like every year since that first incident, every chance you get, you're doing something. This is the classic, man. It's like, it really reminds not me good. of an old movie. You've probably seen at least one of them. Do you remember the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler? Yeah. He's like a, a star quarterback, and he he gets locked up for doing some dumb shit. I don't even remember, remember what it this was. This recent incident reminds me of him. 
Billy Bob and Varsity Blues driving yep. around See you one two. shooting off so a gun. So, Longest yeah. Yard is based off an older version. I believe it was by the same name. They even was one in between. They called it Mean Machine, and it was a soccer player in that one. The basic story is star athlete, keeps fucking up, eventually gets arrested, and then, like, runs the prison team in in the jail. He's talking to, like, the, the wise old guy in jail, and he goes, he, he can't understand why everyone else in jail hates him so much. Mm-hmm. And he goes, dude, you had everything they wanted, and you just gave it all away. And unfortunately, that's a very common thing with pro athletes. They get all the money, they get wild, and they are admittedly still young. And someone like John, he, he got that belt when he was like 20 or 21. He never never grew up. He never went through that that period of growth in his early 20s. or He never basically but never it's, it's learned. Not like Kobe, it's not like a Kobe, though, where you're playing basketball. You're, you're same age, you know, you never get a chance to even be a kid. Because mm-hmm. you're just such a prodigy, whatever. Yeah. But John Jones is getting punched in the face, kicked in the head for a decade. Exactly. And that's just in fights. And that's in like main car that, fights. That's not even just practice or what's going on there. Or like, you know? He's that dude who can beat up anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard not to have a giant ego. And you're mm-hmm. like, I would say damn near impossible. So this is possibly the worst part of the whole situation because of the corona issue. And you've seen this with other people too. There's a few hip-hop artists now they're letting them out of jail early Mm. john basically got like a month of house arrest for this one he'll probably lose his license off the dui but for riding around drunk shooting a gun what the story that actually came out i don't know if this is through him or someone close to him he was apparently driving around albuquerque new mexico drunk shooting his gun at who knows what and talking to homeless people and he said, I was just trying to go, and he said something ridiculous, like, check in on with people who, like, try to spin it in his favor. I was going to check in with people who, who no one, he was pro- most likely going to look for, for something. Yeah. So another uh, yeah. quick thing to throw in before, because I want your opinion on where you think John's mental health is right now, because it's obviously not good. But just to give the picture of John, something he would do through his early career, he had beating world-class guys who guaranteed would have been world champ if they hadn't ran into John Jones in their career. He would go out the week before the, the weekend before the fight and get blackout drunk, and he said he probably still does it. He claims he doesn't. He said, I would do that, so then if I did happen to lose, in my head I could go, oh, I was partying last week. And even against Daniel Cormier, Olympic wrestler, I believe he, got a, he was the captain of the U.S. Olympic team, one of the best fighters I've ever seen in the UFC, guaranteed he has had the belt when John's been suspended, but he would have been the actual champ if John wasn't there. John's beat him twice. He, he, says, he only lost to John at that point. Yeah, so another another little thing I skipped over in the John Jones saga, he tested positive for Coke. He goes, right. in the second fight against DC, he goes, DC, I beat you and I was doing Coke a week before. And he I was. That. That's like, and. Mm-hmm. People who aren't really into sports aren't too aware of this. I first learned about it in the NBA. A lot of those guys smoke blunts, do coke, get drunk, even right before the game. Mm -hmm. Definitely the night before. Mm -hmm. They party their ass off, and still, they're world-class athletes. If you're a seven-foot freak athlete, you can get away with that, unfortunately. So, that's John Jones. What the fuck do you think's going on with him right now? Because he literally has everything, and he has also one thing that might possibly save him. I'm not, I don't lean this way too heavy myself, but John does seem to be a pretty adamant Christian, so he does lean on his faith a lot. I don't know I don't if that's know enough to pull him out. It, yeah, it does seem kind of disingenuous I don't know, when he says that. Act, like, dude, it doesn't matter what you believe in, you still yeah. act like that. 
you know. Yeah. But what do you, do you think? It's just so all the stuff that I've referenced here, him being that wild motherfucker, all the things that have helped him to be a world champ, liking to party and whoop ass, and then he's fortunately he is disciplined enough to train to to get to world champ status. Or do you think he has underlying mental health issues? Or do you think he really has some CT showing up early? Or I think all it's totally of it? layered. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think, think like. like yeah, the circumstance of like who he is, hyper alpha male mentality. He's probably been through a bunch of shit growing up. Like, you know, I think he told me he's like abused by his older brother, or he's no, bullied by not not abused at all. And he does seem to have a really good relationship with his brother. So it's Arthur Jones. I think he won a, a Super Bowl ring with the Ravens okay. and Chandler. I think with the Patriots, yeah, he's the Chandler younger brother. Jones, yeah, dude. Arthur, and I'm pretty sure John's the, the middle brother. Arthur Jones is a, a lineman. I don't know his exact position. He would apparently whoop John's ass his entire life. See, like, like shit like that, you know? So maybe there's some stuff that happened growing up with those boys that got real fucking but intense. I have no idea. Definitely did, but also, like, I have an older brother myself. He used to yeah. beat my ass when I was younger. My older brother is a great Same. guy. It wasn't vindictive shit. And I'm a middle shit. child, too, and it's yeah. like, I feel lost a little bit. If you're an older <laughs> brother... You're in some ways, and of course it can go too far and can get, get nasty real quick, but you are supposed to check your little brother a little bit. So I, I think don't know, man. My older brother fucked me up a few times growing up, and I if you're doing do not, I damage, still salty about it, you know? like Yes, but also... Cool. You don't be throwing me into the cul-de-sac on Christmas Day and shit. Like, yeah, that's dude. some bullshit, man. And, yeah, that and, will, and he's six, seven years older than me. So that will like, leave dude. some some trauma for you're sure 20 and you're throwing a 13 year old around like what? yeah what ridiculous doing, dude? and you know <laughs> yeah personally like i said i i have a good relationship with my brother i i love him and we're we're still good but he did he definitely gave it to me when we were younger mm-hmm. we're a little closer in age he's two years older. i don't than hate me. him for it now i have nothing well, but love yeah, for get over brother, that but still but that shit has an effect I don't give fuck it's the same says. i think it's similar to the difference between like hard parenting versus being an abusive parent which is of mm-hmm. course crossing the line in every way and as far as that that sibling relationship an older brother and that's just male competitiveness it's always going to come up that a lot of that is probably what made john able to to be that world champion fighter it's it's okay because it's alpha male shit what i'm saying is is from what what i know and no one knows this besides john and his family i don't think he actually had abuse issues early on i think he had i don't think i think there were three world-class athletes in his family and they would all scrap intense yeah yeah yeah. i agree with that i don't think he was abused like that but it still had an effect to some extent So and then like I definitely think he's got mental issues and needs fucking therapy all day. Definitely for sure. And yeah, you're in a you're in a combat sport. You're getting hit in the head, dude. You see Chuck Liddell lately, dude. He's one. Yeah, that part makes me really sad. That Uh, there needs to be shit for these dudes who play football, who do boxing, who do MMA for when they're done fighting. They're taken care of. Yes, because they're gonna have brain damage. The NFL is getting. They're not gonna know what to do. They need some some kind of help or support, yes. like to, to live the rest of their it life. It should be they the same be looked thing. Looked after, especially as we're learning more about what the fuck and these effects actually have on a human afterwards. Because you, you forget, dude. You just Chuck Liddell's not fighting anymore. You forgot about him until you saw him fighting again randomly, and he's like forty five years old, and he looks like he can barely stand up, dude. To the point where, where before the fight, everyone thinks it's a joke how he's punching a bag. But no, he's an oh, old, no. broken man so, who can barely walk around, dude. And you're even sick enough to let this dude fight. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, so 
there's an issue with like how these athletes are treated as well. Yeah, so that's what I mean when I say layered. There's I like, like that. Yeah. It's like a bunch of shit going on that creates this. Yeah, this I'm glad you brought theme, up Chuck because you know? this is a perfect example of how crazy. And he was a, a pioneer in the UFC. He's the Ice Man, that guy with the mohawk and the. The, the Chinese symbol. He was MMA, right? He like, was yeah. a savage. And he was that guy just going, and fortunately the sports moved past this. Yeah, he just wanted to go in and now. throw hands. He just eat punches brawl. and go forward. Yeah, and it yeah. worked for him at the beginning of his career. That will never work over the entirety of a career. because If he fought now, he'd get smoked. So guess what, Chucks? He, can't he said it like a few that. years ago. John laughed at that. He, he just said it a few weeks ago. He goes, I think in my prime I would beat John Jones, which is insane. He's from an old... That's like saying... Bob Cousy would beat Steph Curry. Yeah, like nope, you, just, you just don't never. do that. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. It's so it's yeah. yeah you, can't, he's, you can't even compare eras because it's just different, dude. But there's nobody fighting like most of these dudes fight when Chuck Liddell. I do really either, like you know? what you said about as far as as I mentioned, I, the NFL is getting better. Those guys, there is some money in the bank for them. They could potentially keep getting paid after. But what they really need is to have a specific fund basically like a veterans fund which is something the military needs yeah. to get better at too is having a fund for guys who have taken damage during their career there's plenty of money there they need to have it set aside so if someone like john jones goes off all the money he needs for rehab or treatment even, or whatever just even just something you don't even have to pay for it. if i'm like ufc or whatever we don't have to have a whole separate fund for health for the rest of a fighter's life because we're making so much money mm-hmm. so every fight say john jones wins We'll take a million of that and put it in the health account that will make money while you're doing all this stuff. Exactly. So in 10, 15 years, there's all your health fucking savings that you need to take care of yourself and, you know, mm-hmm. have brain surgery Along or whatever happens to you. Hopefully getting better tests. This is something that, again, relevant to the NFL about trying to figure out the early signs of CTA so you can head it off early. Instead of right now, the only way to conclusively analyze how bad it is after they've dead after they've died and do the autopsy on their brain isn't the the first time someone has a concussion isn't that a really terrible event for the brain to the point where you're like you can get repeated concussions way every time you get a concussion you're more likely to get one after so that is true but as far as durability right now it almost seems like the same thing as just any other part of your body in your brain some people can take more shots and be absolutely fine some people there's just a limit where they hit that and then they're done and some people like they get a little damage there's no like you get six concussions and it's game over. There's not so yeah. as far as concussion, because that's an interesting one, man. What a concussion actually is, you get hit in the head and it's not that exact trauma. It's the trauma of your brain then bouncing off your skull. inside your skull. <laughs> so chances are some people's skulls are just built better to take concussions than others. And we, that we chin theory too, right? That would apply there. Mm-hmm. Like you just exactly. don't you, bones just can't take it like some other people's bones can or something yeah know? it's yeah. probably as simple too as it's basically a bruise to your brain you get bruised again and again that spot's gonna bruise easier and then, and then they, what if that spot in your brain is important to self-control know, thinking yeah. yeah impulse control like those which it, that seems to be the first thing to go as these guys start to get brain damage is impulse control i mean you take a world-class athlete who's a savage that's that's going to end bad. Something might be worse with John, though, because I feel like he's also partly a sociopath. He and Even that yeah. shit you just shared with him wanting to drink 
and partied before. So in his own mind, yeah, he had an excuse. But he's that's all just for his because as a fan that wouldn't matter. Head, yeah. If John, no, none of us knew that. If John loses, until he just shared it with us, dude. Yeah, he's already thinking like that. So that's yeah. To me, if he lost the fight, like, it would be an L on his record. Yeah, like it's some crazy thinking, man. I don't know, man. You yeah, know, already so just like, and I think the worst thing for him, it's the best thing for the people who own the UFC, is that oh, John gets off every time, basically with a slap on the wrist, and they can. Well, eat off him a little they, more, get another they fight. They don't give a fuck. No, they're, Dude, they make yeah. more money when he makes more noise and gets more attention. And then they like, treat next them time like fight, fucking like, just... racehorses, man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't know. So as much as all I am, the owners and all the sports can do better. Yeah, absolutely, way better. Absolutely. I'm very excited to to see him fight again. I'm very nervous to see what happens in his personal life. I'm scared. I'm scared for him in his personal life, dude. Even, this has already been a pattern. It's just you know he's gonna do something else. It's almost guaranteed. I'm like, I'm, I already expect it. The over-under on John not fucking up again, like, no one's taking that, man. No one's betting on John. No, right? man. It's just, and that's so sad. That's exactly. Really and sad, even dude. his... And people throwing shade at him, too. Like, I saw... Uh, I can't remember which fighter. Fuck. Uh, on Twitter this morning, this guy was like, oh, the moment I think John Jones is a soul, you know, and he's some kind of human being... He's actually just a piece of shit. Like, no, dude. The guy's clearly just going through a bunch of shit. He's still so, a human fucking being, dude. It's not easy for him. Like, he wouldn't be acting out and doing all this shit otherwise bro. if he's just having a great time and feeling awesome all the time. You know? Like, people don't do that shit if they're in a place of peace and love, dude. Exactly. You just don't. You don't You don't even think that they do that shit. Like, we both do tend to come from that side because we both try to be, like, compassionate people in our lives. But I want to get back to the, the nitty-gritty of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, right. as a fan, I'm still excited to see the best I fighter of all time fight. fight. Facts, yeah. And the one person, probably, he, he's right up there as one of my favorites, who's made the biggest waves in the sport over the last, it's actually 18 months, he grabbed a belt at middleweight, which is the cutoffs 185, one division under John. This guy named Israel Adesanya, who is mm -hmm. one of the most creative, fluid strikers the UFC's ever seen. He's like he, uh, Anderson Silva 2.0, right? He is, yeah. and he beat an old Anderson in an amazingly good fight. From a casual fan's perspective, it was a little bit boring. They were playing the highest level of, of MMA doing that. Anderson will be able to put the lights out on anyone when he's fucking 60. He can do such... He can do that ninja shit, man. Mm -hmm. It's next level. So as much as, as far as John as a human being, that makes me very sad. And I really hope somehow he's able to pull it together, get the help he needs. Doesn't seem likely, but we can, like, you just, we can just hope for it, man. That's all you have with him. As far as the sport goes, Izzy's been, been poking the lion for the last year. No, they don't help, dude. When he first said it, he was like, hey, I'm going to go up and fight John Jones. So one of the annoying things about MMA weight classes, and they're trying to do this to counter, because boxing has a weight class like every three pounds outside of like the heavyweights and maybe like a Floyd Mayweather, Pacquiao. No, I don't know boxing weight class. I don't know who's the champ at fucking 64 and a half or whatever their stupid divisions are. Kind of like the, the, it, yeah exactly yeah you got like yeah you got loma there's a few other small guys like gervonta davis mm -hmm. floyd's little homie people like that who are definitely like, i'm aware of and excited but i don't i literally couldn't tell you what a single weight class in boxing is outside of heavyweight i don't even know what floyd fought at pacquiao's fought like at 155 right? pacquiao's fought at six different weight classes 
yeah, six no, different they, head they, sizes so to go confused. with that, too. It's so <laughs> yeah. true. It's so confusing. There's so, so Izzy is not a small guy by any means. I, I think he's 6'4", but he would be going up, fuck, 20 pounds to compete. So, and it's a, in, at first, when he first said that, he just comes on the scene. He He's undefeated currently, which being undefeated in MMA is so much harder to do than boxing because there's so many more ways you can lose. It almost doesn't make sense. They also, right? in boxing, they, they pad your record on purpose. That's what promoters do. They give you 20, 30 fights that Especially are you're very likely yeah. to win so you can get to that Pacquiao-Floyd status, start making the big money, and they can take their chunk Floyd of it. fucked all that shit up, too. Now you, like, if you don't, if you have one loss, they don't even yeah, care now. Boxing like ruined your career. First yeah. MMA, if you have a loss, I don't care at all. I care about who's the champ. Yeah, exactly. I care about who's the best fighter right now. Mm-hmm. And that can go up and down a lot because it has so much to like do with Mazda, your mental right? state. He's got, like, 15, but look at him now, dude. Mazda, and he's people. one of the, yeah, the be- late in his career just turned into a fucking superstar. Right. Star and deserves it in every way with yeah. the performances he's put on. So he's been Izzy working, dude. He's has been working. he came? He uh he trains out in New Zealand. He's a, a Nigerian guy. Just crazy striking, like you said. Really, the next evolution of mm. Silva. When he first said he first started getting his wins, it was very likely it was before he was even champ. But he was gonna. I think get an interim belt. He was. He's more like he definitely has a, a good shot at being a world champion in the next few years. He did it quicker than anyone would have expected. He started saying, "Damn, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this division for a while. I'm gonna go up and and fight John, get the next belt." Very reminiscent of what Connor did. I was like, "Dude, fight. Good luck, man." And that's still good luck for anyone against John. But at this point, it's a fight I want to see. And Just cause. <laughs> John goes through these issues. One of the things Connor did it by being such a crazy, outspoken personality mm-hmm. and letting other people do the work online. Izzy is a master of the internet. He, as soon as something funny happens, he's got a meme up on his account. He throws out a funny tweet. So he's just jabbed. And now, literally, as soon as this uh, that, this shit came out with with John, Izzy puts up something of him just sitting back, like I was just waiting. I don't even. I don't I barely yeah. need to say anything. And he let everyone else go in on him make all the jokes and then a few weeks later now because we all know how fast the the news cycle and as soon as it's almost blown over everyone's like oh john's not going to be in jail whatever we'll see him fight again soon izzy's like all right cool now i'm going to double down and try to get this fight he keeps dropping old references to to fuck ups john's had in the past and just throwing them out there he's like he's just baiting the lion man waiting for it and (laughs) props to that guy because who i don't care what level of fighter you are and izzy is the very highest level to want it with john jones is a, that's a dangerous game to play man yeah so totally we'll see with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> in any circumstance and yeah. with him so what a lot of fans like myself have wanted to see john do and he very easily could over the last year or two is to go up to heavyweight and whoops mass I there see that. Mm-hmm. i would put money on john against anyone in the world at heavyweight and there's some very good Dude, like anyone right in the now. world period Stipe huh? would be a hard fight for him mm-hmm. he's the current heavyweight champ but i would still probably bet on john in that fight mm-hmm. it would be tough for me to say i would put money down on israel to beat john jones but every every yeah everything <laughs> that goes by because you know the odds will be in john's favor yeah. every time john fucks up and the worst thing too is it seems like honestly when john fucks up it just makes him angrier and more dangerous but it, it also is better. true they are closing huh. the gap as far as the other guys in his division the one i mentioned before dominic reyes who is his last fight very good athlete he gave john that work a lot of people were john saying wants that again? 
the if John hadn't fucked up right now, he probably would would have been rematching Reyes as soon you as think these so? cards get. No, I don't. I don't think he. I don't, I I don't like think he, he wants it, but him, I don't dude. think John cares because this is the thing you have to factor in I about John. John's get fucked up like that again. John's dude. hardest fights uh to, to date. So he's had uh Alexander Gustafsson, this Swedish ever. killer. He's a an absolute monster. He almost beat John uh, a few fights into John's title reign. That was the first one where John said he barely trained and he was soup- he was getting fucked up right up until the fight, and mm-hmm. he still edged out the victory. Mm-hmm. So he a, a few a uh, few years later got the rematch, beat his ass, and I think two rounds. Kill him. DC, one of the the highest level athletes, he said, fucking captain of the the U.S. wrestling team. He had a he had a legit shot on John. Gave him a, a solid fight. John won it in in five rounds. Fought him again. John KO'd him. Rematching John Jones is a it, it's a nightmare. It's huh? a stretch yeah. for anyone, man. So That's very similar call. to Floyd. And when I first heard commentators and analysts saying this, I thought it was it sounded kind of like bullshit to me. Originally, I think it's only very unique guys can do this. They would say Floyd. Floyd always would he would start slow. And they'd be like, he's just downloading that info. He's watching your... I'd be like, no, Floyd's just setting his shit up like he does. No, he really is. He watches to see the punches you throw. He goes, cool, all right, I'm going to counter you with that left cross combo, whatever it is, in the fourth and fifth. And that's how he got to that perfect record. John does the exact same thing. The more rounds you have in the cage with John, the more dangerous he is. Yeah, you even see that in the fight, dude. So I think in the Reyes, fight you'll see that. Yeah. And nothing, I think he's one of the, the best up-and-coming fighters. I can't even call him up-and-coming. He's all the way there at this point. I think John destroys him next fight. Yeah. And I, I think as soon as John moves on, Dominic could very easily get a belt. I think he put mm-hmm. on one of the best. At the same way, Tiago yeah, Santos, that was a fight before. He gave mm-hmm. John a lot of trouble when you watched it live. We both said, we're like, damn, he, I think we were even texting during that fight. One. Damn, he's giving him that work. Yeah. If you watch it back, John... He just wrecked him, dude. He, destroyed he literally his destroyed legs. his knees. I think destroyed. he blew out major ligaments in both his legs. I'd be and surprised if he could fight again. Props <laughs> to Santos, he will, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But props to him for still gutting it out. That was some of yeah. the, the most heart you can ever see in a fight. In he was still throwing kicks off the leg with no ligaments in it. But... Good luck doing that against John. Yeah, you can do Good that again luck. too. Oh, and man. John is a, he's a high level wrestler in his own right. He was a junior college champ, I believe. If you're a junior college champ, that means you didn't have the grades to go to a bigger school, which John obviously uh, know John wasn't paying attention in school. So <laughs> yeah. John didn't even think about wrestling. He just stayed in the outside, picked that guy's knees apart, and the whole time after they were like, John, he was like that was pretty close. John was like, Honestly, I felt like I had the kickboxing handle. I didn't mm. even have to think about taking him down. If mm. John had wanted to, a guy with no knees, nothing against Santos, and he's trouble for anyone, but if John wanted to, he could have ragdolled him. Mm-hmm. He didn't even try because he didn't feel like it. That's the the level of competition where we're mm-hmm. talking about. It's the same thing you see with someone like a Kobe. Versus, you can put one of the best guys in the NBA. He could be the leading scorer. Kobe gets that look in his eyes. I'm going to drop 60 points on you. Dude, like that look. I love yeah. that look. That black mamba mentality, just, man. They just enter the flow state, dude. Yep. You and know it too. You could see it in their eyes, dude. John you know? seems to do that without effort, but mm. he seems to do it in a different way. Someone like Kobe, it's that like savage competitiveness. And yes, John has that, of course, but John almost seems to have the caged animal mentality. Do you think guys like John or MMA guys can enter those flow states easier or access them easier? 
because of the type of sport they're doing compared to like like a basketball player for example who maybe will score like two three points for a week mm-hmm. and now just hit every and shot then go Jeremy and then post and be right and all sudden, right right that's and you're just in it. and i've entered these flow states before where you're just like you're floating, that's, dude. Yeah, that's blatantly so what happened beautiful. with Jerry. It, it doesn't just happen all the fucking it's time, so, but I'm wondering if these MMA guys can enter those flow states a little bit easier. I would say it depends on the athlete, but I do think I agree with you overall. As far as MMA, I think it would be one of the most likely forms of competition to enter a flow state. And it's worth mm. saying that any high-level competition, if we're talking chess, all the way oh, up yeah, to yeah. Usain Bolt. You can Bolt. enter it anywhere. Yeah, totally. It's, all right, totally. man. It just made me think of it because I said Usain Bolt. Did you see uh, he he posted something the other day of him breaking the world record in the Olympics? He's like a full six feet ahead in that 100-meter dash. And he, yeah. he put that up and says social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Really? Yeah, hilarious. But He's the fastest yeah, so, guy ever, dude. Yeah, as yeah. far as the, the flow, I, I do I agree. I think it would want to be one of the easier sports to enter flow state in. It makes me think right off the guy that even MMA fans, well, MMA fans at this point would, but most people definitely wouldn't have heard of him. There's a, a younger up and coming fighter. I think he's in the 35 pound division, might be 45, named Sean O'Malley, still mm. in his early 20s. He got a, an illegitimate steroid suspension. So he's been out for almost two years. He has a, a dope little podcast he does with his coach. I've been following the shit. I know exactly how much he was working. He had a really tough fight on, I think, the last UFC event that went before this. Just went and starched the guy, just like he's done every other fight. If you want to see someone who, as as far as a very young athlete on the rise, who's able to tap into flow states, seems like almost on call when he fights is Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. Yeah, right, and cool. very easy to find. And he's got a crazy white guy, but like crazy curly, almost fro hair, and all inked up. All like right, based cool. on so very very easy guy to come across and he's gonna be he's gonna be a superstar in the ufc so as far as the overall picture of flow states like we said that shows up like kobe when he hit his 81 point game yeah. jordan when he dropped 63 against the yeah, celtics right right john nuts, dude. and i think it's different for everyone how they would tap in kobe it was putting in more hours in the gym than anyone else calling his trainer at three in the morning and go dude can you meet me i want to do so some shooting crazy, practice man. so when kobe is actually in the game and he knows he's at that point where it has to be turned on it's just muscle memory yeah. for him with john a little different of course john has been training for decades now yes he has all the muscle memory and all that down but i think with john it's more put me so i feel like i'm backed into a corner and i'll do anything to get out of it yeah exactly like, yeah. i'll be hung over I'll be, I won't be in the best shape. I won't have trained as hard as I could. Yeah. Versus Kobe, he needed thousands and thousands of hours. He needed those 10,000 hours to Mm -hmm. master his craft. John needs that feeling of these people are coming to take what's mine. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to let it happen. And so. (laughs) See, dude, I think he's such a, I do too. So another, uh, probably a better example, more comparable to Kobe, I think, um, and there's a lot of videos breaking this specifically down. And I think they're on point. Izzy, Israel Adesanya, I think he is one, as far as at the top right now, the best example of being able to cultivate and then implement that flow state Mm. in his fights. And Mm. 
it is debatable. Like I said, I, I just know a little more about it because I'm more of a fan, and it's because the trying kind, kind of training I like to engage in. You also train MMA, though. The so striking. So I haven't there. trained MMA. I've trained a lot of Muay Thai, which is Thai kickboxing, okay. and I've done a little jiu-jitsu. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just worth yeah. it because it is. No, their specific yeah. and blending them together is a whole nother sport. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I have, and you actually asked me this early on, so I do, I train Muay Thai. Never had a fight or anything. It's something I'd probably like to do at some point. But yeah, uh, yeah and you better fucking be oh, there. I'll be I there holding up sign, <laughs> having a shirt off, yeah. fucking painting that chest. You're gonna be, just, just leave. <laughs> yeah. So I do. I lean a little heavier towards the striking. I'm sure it would be very relevant in the jujitsu, grappling, wrestling sense as well. But I do think, as far as striking, which is what Adesanya is such a master of it's probably a little easier just because it's slightly higher paced. It's just a little more explosive movements versus the, the and again, there's a lot of explosiveness in grappling and wrestling. I don't want to annoy any jujitsu guys, definitely. But mm. it's, it's the difference between means sprinting and sprinting up a hill. You're not moving as much weight when you have to throw your own limbs around versus throwing <laughs> another human around. Right. So that's a cool. I analogy. think it probably yeah. would be a little bit easier in the strike, and that's what you see with Adesanya, and you really do see it. It, it clicks in him. So his interim title fight, he got the belt, and I think he's had I don't know I don't know how many fights he's had since he got the belt. Yeah, has he was two. So he I think it's no, just the one, Romero, just right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, so he Whitaker got the belt from about. Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. The interim fight was against Kelvin Gastelum, who's a that's great right. fighter to watch. Yeah, yeah, that was and a, dude, he was great. That fight was right too. on the edge at the he end. Terrible at the next fight, but that was at the end of the fourth him. round. He, I want to talk about him looking terrible in the next one too. Okay, bad. I was like, what is as far as spectator? Yeah, spect- <laughs> yeah, it was rough, but I'm I wasn't mad at it as a fan. No. So when he fought Gastelum and. Kelvin Gastelum is, he's a great fighter. He's actually, he should be fighting at welterweight. He's kind of a stocky, shorter guy. He's mm. not, the, and I know he likes likes his smoke too, and I would never, that shouldn't be an excuse to fuck up your diet, but it does turn out like that for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. He just kept missing weight, and it just wasn't sustainable for him to try to fight at 70, even though his frame is probably better suited for that weight class. We so started fighting at middleweight, got all the way up to, to fighting for a belt. An absolute killer, and he was giving Izzy that work. He pieced him up a lot. Pieced up one of the best strikers the UFC's ever seen. But in, I want to say it was the end of the fourth. And you can you can look up the footage of this. I thought it was him just playing it up after when people said it. Israel's standing. His face is all busted up. His lips are, it looks like he's a fucking Kardashian with lip injection. Mm-hmm. He's been punched in the mouth so many times. That nasty left hand that Kelvin has. <laughs> yeah. He, he's standing with his hand on the cage, waiting for the ref to, to say they can go to the center and start the fourth round. And he mouths to himself, I'll die for this. <laughs> right I've at seen him. that. And goes in and that. wins the last two rounds, which if Kelvin had won one of those, he probably gets that belt, and maybe he's champ right now. That was Israel, as much as that's just some real savage shit, you can appreciate it as a fan of combat sports, that was Israel flipping the switch in his head to go into flow state. Okay, and he yeah, probably yeah, touched yeah. on it earlier in the fight too, but that was him uh, saying this. There's no other options besides me performing it, at the very yeah. highest level I'm capable of. So cool. similar to John, except I think Izzy cultivates it in different ways. One of the things he has going, and this shows up in in fighting a lot, striking jujitsu, all of them. Adesanya was like a 
I don't think it was straight break dancing, but he used to do that similar, like that kind of oh, little dance move, crew dude. shit when he was younger. Yeah. It was so dope. Before, I think it was actually before that fight, he brought his old dance crew from New Zealand dude, and did a little intro. Shit is sick. Another yeah, way like... to push yourself towards a flow state is to add pressure. So, mm. two, and I've it's actually, true. I've so gone down true. the rabbit hole on flow states a few years ago, and that's actually, it's kind of corny, they should have picked a better name, because flow sounds like some slang, that's the actual term they're using for scientific studies now, the first guy who really dug into it, his name's Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, it's the most ridiculous, Hungarian researcher, he's written a bunch of books, one of them's just called Flow, I've read to him, they're pretty dry, like science-based books, I wouldn't recommend them, honestly, just because they're, they're boring as shit to read, but breaking down exactly what factors would put someone into a flow state. And it's not necessary. Physical activity is usually very conducive to it. But you could also apply this to music and art and things like that very easily. But to actually... So the prerequisites mm -hmm. would be, one, it's very unlikely outside of some real primal shit like survival stuff that you're going to enter flow state at something that you're not already proficient at. So you probably already have to be painting or playing that instrument for years, even your entire life, Dude, to, to even have the, the hardware to do that. I never thought about that, Yeah, it's flow state's You can't work. just randomly do you something can't just, flow state. Yeah, you don't it just really pick up a basketball, like and even yeah. though I'm not talking about just picking it up and going Kobe on someone, you don't just, in a pickup game, enter, you have to have been playing basketball your whole life. Mm -hmm. It also has to be an extra challenging situation, so overreaching your normal abilities. Mm -hmm. So it has to be something like you go in and you're playing someone that, on the cert, on paper, as far as the stats go, you shouldn't be able to beat them. But you do actually have that ability deep down inside, and if you can can tap into it, you can let that out. And it's like it's, it's like, like you morph into a another. You level up. You level up. You're you like just hit a Mario mushroom, dude, and all of a you can jump higher. You're yeah, like late in the so you're like in the end of the game, dude. You spent all your energy, bro. but all of a sudden you can jump and higher. So no your breath is totally slowed down. You can see everything. You're like as fast as you've been. So if all I get game, off track, you're like because you said mushrooms and video games, another thing. You 100% those pro gamers now. That's a very real application of flow states. But if if I if I skip over it and get in the tangent, bring me back to to mushrooms and this. But I want to talk. So there's a few and there's a few other things I don't remember. The other guys, if anyone's interested in flow states, there's a guy named Stephen Kotler. He's probably the leading proponent of research. He's written a few books, and I'm a huge fan of. He's actually he's just a writer. He writes very very good. In all sorts, he's done fiction and nonfiction. He wrote one book on flow. What was it called? I think it was Becoming Superhuman or Becoming mm -hmm. Superman. Mm -hmm. And then he also tagged up with a guy named Jamie Wheel on a book more recently called Stealing Fire. That focuses a lot on Navy SEALs and shit like that. They lay down all the other, whatever the other things that science has quantified is these are usually the things you have to have as prerequisites to enter a flow state. And then the actual defining characteristics of it would, of course, increase performance mm -hmm. you know, higher than average. You lose track of time. We've all right, been in that. Yeah, and I, I do, after we, <laughs> we get past this, and I want to mention uh, the mushrooms briefly too, I want to talk about where either of us have possibly entered flow states. He's had, I want to mm. talk about exactly when and where. Mm. That shit is fascinating. He, so you're, you're going to lose track of time. And 
increase performance and have basically, you can either, some people call it in the zone, some people call it tunnel vision, whatever that is, hyper-focused on one thing. So everything else around you kind of blacks out. It's like when you hear a fighter say, I couldn't hear the crowd at all. But mm-hmm. the crowd was screaming at you an incredibly you high level. How can you, you not hear it? It's because you. the brain literally isolates itself on the task at hand right in front of you. So what I want to bring up Mm -hmm. before asking you specifically about your experience is it just reminded me. So Cowboy Cerrone, another awesome fighter. Yeah, he trains. He's in New Mexico now. He did train in that same camp that John's from. He's from Denver. He's a fighter. He's a legend. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's one of getting towards the end of his career, but still fighting at a very, very high level, Uh, an absolute savage. And he'll, he'll fight at 55 or 70. Usually, he probably would fight a heavyweight if they asked. He's the guy, he's one of the very few who can actually back up the claim, I'll fight anytime. And they call him anytime, he's sure, I'll take the fight. He's he's had a good career (laughs) because of it. And I hope he's one of the guys it seems like probably hasn't hit or hasn't hit that point where he's taken damage. He still seems all the way there. And he's he's a crazy motherfucker. But the reason I brought him up in the context of flow is because, one, what Cowboy's known for is doing wild ass shit. The week before the fight, he's skydiving, he's jet skiing, he's doing he's doing backflips on his wakeboard. He's dri- he drives his motorcycle from New Mexico to LA where he's fighting. Doing shit like that will also make you more likely to hit a flow state. And Cowboy's the guy, he's hit or miss. Again, amazing fighter, but he's either he's going to be so on that he's damn near unbeatable or like we saw in his last fight against Connor, Connor folded him in under a minute. Like, have you fought before? It was exactly. So weird, yeah. And that's who knows. Like I do, and I would have taken Connor in that fight all day. But if you run it back enough times, Cowboy would get him. One hundred. Yeah. Cowboy would oh, hit yeah. that state. He has all the skills. He's mm-hmm. probably a better, more well-rounded fighter than Connor. We're being real. Mm-hmm. Cowboy's ground game is fucking nasty. Yeah, straight up, dude. And he's been around way longer than Connor. Exactly. Yeah. He has the experience. So everybody, yeah, dude. He just brought this. I think it was on uh, Aubrey Marcus's podcast. So mm-hmm. he's the the on it guy. He actually stepped down recently, but he's Joe Rogan's friend who who mm-hmm. started on it. He was he was doing an interview with, with Cowboy and. Cowboy had just recently, and it's funny because I usually won't name drop him. He talked about starting to get into mushrooms, and he's like, they always and Rogan is referenced the same guy. I have a friend, a high level kickboxer, who uh, microdoses mushrooms every day and feels it helps his performance in the gym. He's talking about Joe Schilling. He's one of the mm. best American kickboxers ever. Fun to watch. I think he's fighting MMA now. He's a, a better kickboxer than MMA fighter. He's one of crazy striker. So similar to Adesanya in that that way, just stupid high level with it. Cowboy had just started getting into mushrooms and started doing not in the microdosing sense like that. He started doing heavy mushroom trips. I think that's one thing that's probably helping a guy like that out a lot. Mm -hmm. He so Cowboy gives a little anecdotal story. He goes, I was at and he was definitely somewhere in Colorado. I think he's at Aspen or Vale. He goes, I was sitting with like six or seven uh, X Games guys, snowboarders. And I said, he was like, I'm just starting to like really enjoy doing mushrooms and see a lot of benefit. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yo, anyone got mushrooms here? And they're like, oh shit, dude, you, uh, you microdose too? And he was like, no, I was actually talking about like eating the fucking heroic dose. <laughs> but he like, so we started talking about it and he didn't, it was nice of him. He didn't name drop any of them would have fucked up their, their sponsors and everything. He goes, every single guy at that table said they hadn't competed in a world championship and these are snowboarders, so it's no wonder without microdosing mushrooms for like the last five years. And if anyone, and this is the first book, Becoming Superman, that Kotler wrote, it's almost entirely focused on X Games, 
skateboarders, sky skydivers, squirrel suits, shit like that. People are doing the really fringe, crazy sports that have they've jumped exponentially. Like remember when we were little kids and Tony Hawk did the first nine hundred? That's the best moment of my life. <laughs> like it, 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 it was pretty dope though, and I, I, I never even skated like that. But you're like even how it happened because they would just have that competition, like the best trick. So all the skateboarders yeah. would just go, and it was just a time that limit. Was so and it, dope. And he just like, it got to the point where he was just trying to hit a 900, and everybody, all the other skateboarders, kind of stopped. Everyone because they're like, dude, he's gonna about to hit this, and you know, and he's, it doesn't make sense with Tony either because he's big and lanky as fuck. I know. And to be able to do 900 degrees on a skateboard with like his frame is like, it makes no sense. Yeah. You know, especially this time. It was amazing. No one's ever hit like that. You know. But the reason it's relevant here is because as soon as he did that, there were little kids doing a 900 like a few years later. Right. Oh yeah. Instantly, but just dude, that moment took was so off. cool. That yeah, such and a that cool that moment. moment was the turning point. But that and that's why Kotler focused so heavy on those guys because as soon as someone and hits, dude, a, you go back and watch that video. You can even see Tony, like because the time went out, everyone just still like get it, dude. You're the so only close. way he did it in that stage, everyone's there, and yeah. he, you could see him just like. You know, he's so in a sport like like skateboarding or snowboarding, X game shit, and it definitely would apply to fighting, but I think more so to those sports. It's a new sport, very innovative, super creative type of guy who does that. Also, as I mentioned, those snowboarders kind of got guys who like to party and do a lot of drugs, mm. put them in different states of mind, take them out of themselves. They're more able to take stuff to the next level and then do it again, then do it again. And that's what you've literally seen an exponential progression from like the first guy to do a backflip on a skateboard. That's amazing. Yeah. Now guys so are doing it. So there's no limit, right? There's, it just exactly. keeps going like double court. Fuck these guys. Yeah, I don't even know the name of the tricks. Like, like, a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that it, it's, it's fascinating how it progresses. And another thing that's very conducive to the flow states that guys, like when they're competing in the X Games, hit so often, because I would guess that's one of the most common sports for that to happen, is if you're around people trying to do the same thing, they're going to say, dude, he's going to try to do a trick that's never done before. So, and this it doesn't happen all the time. They do often, of course, nail it in, in practice and do it. But they occasionally do a trick they've never done before in competition. That's absurd. Oh, like the last run, they like, yeah. win it. You know? like, Fuck like, it. I'm just going to go and try this shit. And then somehow they land it. And then they can do it on call. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, some wild shit, man. But back to uh, I got all that out the way. So where oh, do you yeah. feel like you've hit flow states personally? Oh, uh, it, just kind of everything, dude. Which is the but everything? Where what's sports. your first memory of a flow state? I'm fucking interviewing you on your own stream, bro. Running, <laughs> probably running or biking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it was basketball. extended periods of physical exercise. Was, I think the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I recognized it as a flow state, it was basketball. Mm -hmm. For sure, and because there was moments where unfortunately I was, it wasn't in an actual game; it was in pickup in high school. Yeah, yeah, dude. dude. One, one pickup pick game, game I scored 72 points. Point. It was like, it was against all the kids we usually play. It just wasn't in an actual game. And but I was just going nuts. Obviously, that state, dude. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you're just, you're pulling up for breakaway threes and no one's around. Everything's going in. The hoop looks like Way it's Way lower big, level, dude. but it, that's exactly you're what no Kobe said. He said the hoop looked like, like it was yards wide. I had a few easy, games dude. where I, was, I could literally just look at the hoop and throw the ball up and it dropped in. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. And I, and, 
it it took me year it was years later when I started reading those books from Stephen Collier that I even realized what had happened. But I was like, that was dope. Too bad it didn't happen more. But I didn't try to cultivate it, cultivate <laughs> it, you know. And I didn't as much as I love basketball. I played so much when I was younger. I didn't care that much about it. I think there's it. a there's also a clutch gene or something. Yeah, that people have the sports gene is and the book that goes. I have that. that. Mm-hmm. So in eighth grade, like we were, we had to beat this team. Londonderry. I played Londonderry. If we didn't beat them, we didn't go to the playoffs. Yep. Right? And we're down by two with like two seconds left. We throw a full court. I shoot a three for the win. I get fouled. Mm-hmm. And there's no time left. So you're the only one at the free throw line. It, eighth grade, dude. So I'm a mm-hmm. little kid. Like no fucking kid is hitting these three shots to win the game and like all that pressure, all that shit. I hit them all, dude. Based off what I said, what did, and looking back at it, of course you didn't recognize in the moment, did you, like, did the sound go away? Did Always. the look bigger? Yeah, did... so that, it's, that game is especially hilarious because the first half, zero points. I was terrible. It was like one of the worst halves I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, dude, I just snapped. I had like 20-something points, mm-hmm. hit those, all my free throws, all that shit. Dude, and you don't, because my dad would be in the stands a lot, I, you don't hear anything, dude. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the, you don't hear the crowd. You don't really notice. You don't hear your coach or the bench. or your, it is, It's totally silent. You're absorbed by the game, like tunnel vision. But you could see the court, but everything is happening very slow. And it's like you you could see it happening ahead of time. And yeah. you can like feel everything happening in that moment too. And it's just so, it's like. That's the one I missed too. Free. It was like the first time I felt free, dude, was in flow mm-hmm. states. You know? Yeah, like, time dude. slows down too. I missed that yeah. as far as like the defining characteristics that happens every That's time. That's a huge one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think sports is kind of the first time I recognize that this is its own flow state. Because later on, dude, when I was older, I was in a high school game, and I shot a shot at the buzzer. We were down by three, and it was like two, three feet in front of half court. But it was a regular jump shot, right? And nailed it. We ended up winning double OT. Awesome. Like, but that, like, that, that shot, I tried to do the next day in practice, and I was like 20 feet short of a fucking hoop. You know, like mm-hmm. all my, my adrenaline, like, it, like you said, dude, you just... You so the other, more, a more like powerful, the actual physical measurement version of yourself almost when this happens, and then they've measured this in the lab, is you get uh, upregulation of all sorts of neurotransmitters. So you get, of course, the serotonin, dopamine, the feel good shit, get norepinephrine, and a few other ones that I don't remember off the top. That shit all spikes at the same time. The closest, and this is a very bad comparison, but it's the closest we got, is like ecstasy and cocaine at the same time. Mm -hmm. You get the same spike in chemicals that those drugs give you and you take (laughs) them. And obviously you can't replicate a flow state with those. But here's a, a random example for people who didn't play any sports, didn't do any of that shit. Maybe they're not even into that physical side of things that you've definitely seen someone do unless you happen to be one of those rare people who's been sober their entire lives if, if you or your home homie has ever been fucking wrecked completely drunk and just been on one like you just see your boy going off i don't care if he's playing beer pong if he's talking to girls he's everything he, everything he totally. does is just right yeah totally and that it can happen anywhere man it's yeah. happened to me running outside it happens to me now like dancing you know, like these, the state is is accessible no yeah. matter what you do. And doing. the more things you do that give you a chance, a static dance would be one of them that give you an, uh, it, it 
hits more of those prerequisites, like the physical movement and the freedom to possibly be in it, the more you do do activities like that, say what playing basketball, doing jujitsu for some people, running, hiking, painting, whatever. If you're a musician playing your instrument, yep. the more likely you'll Music, be to slip pain, into it. Slip and this is the dope the thing, man. It's almost like the flip side of the coin of the concussion thing. The more concussions you get, the more likely you're to take damage each time. Mm. The more like often you can hit a flow state is it makes it more likely to hit it in more areas of your life over and over again and i feel that way and i feel like the, the more i've been accessing that the more time has just totally disappeared yep. and then all of a sudden i'm painting for eight hours and i'm like and outside like five of fucking minutes dude all the yeah. obvious things that would re you'd require for this like getting good at something practice cultivating skills and whatever discipline you're trying to do the single blanket approach thing you could do to help in general on all these is just meditate yeah, man. what you really do is have to clear out all the clutter of your mind and it has to happen unconsciously for a slow flow state but if you can try to do it consciously then it's more likely to show up when you're doing some something like and that like the most important part of being in a meditative state for me is just having none of those thoughts none of like you know the string of just thoughts and distractions that's happening even music just mm -hmm. like the meditative state for me is just silence and i'm here and i can recognize which is very feel, rare even if you've been meditating here, for a long time and i'm not having all these fucking yeah like dude zoom the dalai lama can't sit down and just turn his mind off instantly I'm i sure feel he like can do that getting better so than much most easier people. the more you know literally you every time that. every time you do it it's just logging yeah. hours in the yeah. same way izzy did it striking mm -hmm. his his whole life you, you learned you got to put in the hours man with yeah. anything and i've kind of realized that too so even with the flow say stuff if you just dude just take time and spend time doing it and learn and figure it out. Like it'll happen, mm -hmm. you know. Maybe it won't be as quick as some people are the fuck, but like mm -hmm. it's there and you can do it, you know. Especially if you put the time in. Absolutely, you know, there's no man. limits, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, Except I'm... what you put on yourself. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and it's it's that crossover from conscious to unconscious where the the magic really happens. Yeah, totally, dude. And then you're kind of blending the lines of it. It's all just you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you also mentioned. Um, Fight Island. Yeah. What the fuck? What is that? So all sporting is that events they're building? basically in the world were supposed to be shut down. And this I was I was pretty salty as a, a big UFC fan. This didn't go through. So what Dana White, the the douchebag CEO of the UFC, and I say that half jokingly, he is a douchebag, most promoters are, but he also is exactly what that sports needs. He's why the UFC is where it is. He deserves all the credit for that. He said, cool, you're not going to let me have fights anywhere. I'm going to buy a private island and go enter the dragon on you motherfuckers and fly in fighters on private jets and do it there. So it might still happen. No shit. That's what it, he's trying that to put just together. Be during a pan the pandemic or he's been trying to do this? So he started, the idea started because of the pandemic. Yeah, okay. it was completely okay. based off this, but it's likely that he's still going to go ahead with it because of like, the loophole he was trying to work out for the last card was going to be an Indian reservation where they don't have federal jurisdiction and oh. they couldn't shut it down. The place, like unfortunately, the fucking governor of California stepped in to the Disney CEOs and got that pulled. Maybe we'll do such shit, a bitch move. Stuff's doing, yeah, yeah, man, it's just not yeah, going to happen, fuck bro. That guy. Yeah. But <laughs> it's very likely that sporting events won't go on as normal for at least through the summer, maybe through the year, maybe even longer. I think so he's looking like he's still going to try to set that up so he can still hold normal events on literally his own private island. Well, 
well this blows over and that probably that made me think about too like the fan thing with no fans being there i think mm-hmm. that really helps the flow state activate I think it too could. when then you don't have the energy and attention and yeah. pressure you know and like this mm-hmm. is the time this is it right yeah. now that's yeah it so i don't like the fighting and the, the sports happening without fans is really weird to me. At first, it's I didn't like weird. it, but the more I thought about it, I don't mind it at all. Like, would they fly in fans to fight on them? No. No, so it'd just not. be like... Because they'd cool... be testing every single person yeah. who comes to the island, yeah. all the yeah. the camera guys, everyone. It just would be... It's just... I just feel like it's different. It's okay. I just... Still You've seen Enter the cool. Dragon, right? The old no, Bruce Lee movie. No, so I haven't. That's literally it's a one of the best Kung Fu movies ever. Is that what the Abdul Jabbar? No, that was like the whatever levels of death. Oh or yeah, something. yeah, I, I saw that have. one, dude. Yeah, yeah, so that that was the last one. You Enter the Dragon. It's my favorite Bruce Lee movie I'll ever. Watch that. Highly recommend that shit. It's a, one of those old dubbed Kung Fu flicks. It's basically this. The, the evil fucking villain in the movie has a, I think he like sells heroin or some shit. He has the island and he holds a big martial arts tournament every year, flies Bruce Lee in, and Bruce Lee goes and wins the tournament and fucking exposes the whole flight. Really? No shit. You, you right, shit. I watched that tonight, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. It is That's dope. awesome. So you think that new card in May is probably going to happen on They're saying May 8th. So I, I would guess more likely, because it's actually really interesting. Florida, the first headline that came out which is hilarious is florida deems wwe as an essential business and yeah, then what? florida has since i haven't actually looked on this my friend told me and i'm sure he's right on it said that they 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 opened up all sports in florida again so it'll probably be sports without fans so we'll probably begin that for the next few months. They, so they already opened up sports in florida that yeah i, I haven't checked on the details yeah, of it dude. but it seems like they're it's they're just, about to kind roll. of bold. a lot of retired people are yeah, but well, if you LLP were doing it with no fans, all you because oh yeah, no just fans, test whoever showing matter, up, and you're right. totally fine. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the, that's totally cool. The, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an overreaction okay. to this shit. Yeah. If you can control, it's like just like doing some experiment in the lab with some dangerous shit. If you can control the variables pretty safely, especially when we're talking about the coronavirus, yeah. like it's yeah. uh, like, very manageable. Like, what do you think about all that? All of the pandemic's effect on sports. You think it's a really negative thing? It's just super temporary. Like we'll just pick up right where specifically sports yeah. and entertainment. I not, think it'll be annoying. Not all entertainment, but sports. Just sports. You know, because it's so it's so important to. American I think it'll culture, be annoying right? as far as not having fans. There, it'll be weird. They'll set up different stuff as far as how events are streamed or how you buy packages and shit like that. If you're smart, you're like the UFC and you're you're broadcasting all your old fights for free. So because people are stuck at home with nothing to do right well, now, I think it'll be positive overall because we'll, we'll appreciate it more. What's happening to the athletes, after. dude? They can't train, and a lot they of them are losing money out. too. And I know I'm talking they about they're not just going to come back in the same look, shape. Like, it's easy to look at a guy who has a hundred million dollar contract and be like, "Who cares that he lost seven million? He but as much as it's not the responsible thing for them to do, if you know anything about sports, those guys get that money too young. They have no one to tell all. They don't. Not only do they not have people to give them sound advice, they have people to tell them, "Dude, go buy that house. Go buy that Ferrari. Go oh, buy all that." Man. Most of them go broke shortly after their career. They're in the same situation everyone else is. I know it's more comfortable to quarantine in your mansion than in a, a little broke ass apartment, but still, those they're hurting just like everyone else. Yeah, like yeah, yes, they totally. had more to begin with, 
but they never had the education to handle that wealth at the beginning. So they're even more likely to blow it than yeah. someone who's living paycheck to paycheck. That's really common. I just saw, I don't remember what, it was one of the older guys who's a, an analyst now. I can't remember which one, NBA player. He was like, he goes, yo, you have no idea how many young NBA players live paycheck to paycheck. It's true. Yeah, they're going and blowing it on bottle service and, and Lambos. But that's, look, that's what we expect NBA players to do. The fans are just as responsible for that as them. Because mm -hmm. when you see, I remember when I learned, I was in high school, I was like, Steve Nash drove a, a beat-ass Honda Civic, like, well into the peak of his career. And I was like, damn, man, he's not even, like, buy a Porsche or something. <laughs> yeah, even like, you're telling him. Yeah, and now, yeah, now man, I'm like, that's one of the smartest things I've ever man. heard an athlete do. But back mm -hmm. then, I was disappointed. I was like, fuck, I know he's kind of a weirdo, but, like, dude, enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, just a little bit. He's probably, yeah, it's probably a nice Yeah, to me back then, in my ignorance, as a, a teenager, it was the same thing as seeing a John Jones throwaway opportunity after opportunity now it was like dude he has what we all want and he just tosses it out <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah yeah and it's not a, it's not a good example to set for people either you know I'm yeah i hope y'all appreciate that the, uh, hey if you're watching um send luke some love you can follow him at uh dude i'm YNG Skywalker 3 is my Instagram. Anyone, if they want to hear any of the shit I talked about. Type in chat. Yeah, podcast or whatever, just shoot me a DM. And I would be more than happy to, to connect with anyone. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll have Luke Luke back. His <laughs> brother. I thought this conversation was awesome, dude. I yeah. really appreciate you coming by. It's, it's, and honestly, man, it we... It was really cool, man. First is, time, too. So I don't know. I hope it was lit for everybody. It's just <laughs> the truth. This is just the shit we talk about all the time. Like, we did get... We tried to be a little more focused in this. I hope yeah. we were able to We tried to ways. keep it more on, like, sports and stuff. But, yeah, but know, this is exactly... Yeah, more, more involved yeah, in life. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> how we talk when we're... Very we're captivating. Thanks, bud. Hiking. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, for real. Y N G S K Y W A L K E R three. Yo. That's him and then uh the filthy casuals MMA. Yeah. Is that Instagram for that's their uh, me MMA and, show? And one of my closest friends, Tyson, we just talk casual MMA breakdowns, so we love to do it. So yeah, if anyone wants to nerd out in MMA with us, then look that up and Yo, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. My brother. Thank it's you. Always man. great yeah, to see dude, you. Definitely. And I'm about to go get my ass out in these mountains, just like Are we you? talking about. I'm about yeah. To come with you. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, I love y'all. Thanks for swinging by. Thanks for kicking it.